When I think of Steve Jobs, you know, people don't know what they want until you tell them, quote, when I think of marketing. Uh, today's a special podcast. It's focused on marketing. We've got some of the best of the best in terms of marketing with us today. Welcome to the Family Law Now podcast. I'm Russell Alexander. We're going to do some marketing tips. And uh, let's start off with uh, my esteemed colleague from uh, on my right here. Well, thank you, Russ. <clears throat> my name is Rich Harris, and I'm from Denver, Colorado. And uh, never done this before, actually. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've never done one. So Welcome. happy to be here. Thank you. Welcome. So tell us about your firm, what size you are, uh, and what's your marketing tip. This is sort of designed for lawyers, but also professional services firms, so family neutrals or financial neutrals or other service providers. What sure. Would you, what would your tip be? So um, I'm the principal of the Harris Law Firm. We're the um, um, largest um, family law practice in the Rocky Mountain region. We're, um, like I said, in Denver. We are proudly celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. Um, thank you. Thanks to a lot of smart, good people in our practice. We, we've become pretty well known. And, and I would say, you know, um, at the risk of sounding immodest, that, that is the biggest secret to our success. Um, the fact that we're known. We've got a brand. We, we, we've practiced family law in our market for the better part of the entire history of the firm. Um, the biggest thing that, that I do and that I try and um, work with our associates to learn is to, to speak about what we do in the community. Other business owners, other family law attorneys. Um, so how do you do that? Rotary, you go to Lunch and Learns, what, how do you get the word on the street? Yeah, all the above. I, I really enjoy meeting people, I enjoy being part of organizations, I enjoy giving back our firm is a member of a lot of associations. Um, you know, trends have come and gone, in my opinion, in terms of marketing, and, and we're, we do okay on the internet, I'd like to say, but, but the most important thing is just to, to meet people and to talk about what we do and to be enthusiastic about wanting to, to you know, let people know we do family law in Denver. So with your associates, we know there's always one or two that are introverts or, you know, Going to uh, a lunch and mingling with people is the last thing they'd want to do. Right. How do you get them to sort of break mm -hmm. through that barrier? That's a great question. I don't know is the short answer. <laughs> the You're still working is, on it. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, I used to beat my head against the wall and, and, and try and get everybody to do the same thing and get everybody to do what I think those of us who do it a lot are comfortable. You guys are comfortable going out and meeting people and, and shaking hands. Um, it doesn't fit everybody, and, and um, some of the lawyers who are not comfortable with that can write, um, can um, do other things, they, they volunteer, they get their name out in other ways. Um, I, I don't try and get everybody to, to, to learn, if you will, how to, to market themselves personally one-on-one. -on -one. Right, right, great stuff. One tip I would have is, I know when we started our blog you know, over a dozen years ago, the, uh, you know, everybody in the room here knows Lee Rosen. Lee Rosen is a marketing coach for lawyers. Uh, but Lee and I were talking about my blog and our stats, and I felt pretty good about it. You know, we're getting 70,000, 80,000 views a month. And, you know, I thought, who's this Lee Rosen guy to tell me what's wrong with my stats? Um, but this is back in the day where the marketing was very general. I don't know if you remember at some point or in the early on, 
in, in the lifespan at Twitter. You know, if you wanted to market, your region was Canada, or it would be Ontario. And eventually it got to Toronto, right? You know, it was very general in terms of the marketing. So Lee said, drill down, see where the people were coming from. And we're on WordPress, so we're able to get the data. 95% of the people were outside of Canada, you know, U.S., foreign countries. Well, that were listening to your podcast. Right, that yeah. were coming to the, um, the blog. Oh, the okay. blog, sorry, yes. And um, so Lee said, you know, what are the chances somebody, one of these people are going to walk in your door? You know, you're no. firing off the shotgun, but you're not hitting your target sure. audience. <clears throat> so that really made me think differently about the way we market, um, generally speaking, but especially with respect to the blog. Now you've got really sophisticated tools through Facebook where you can even go down to postal code or zip code to market certain neighborhoods. That's how specific you can get. And you got look-alike audiences and everything else. So data speaking, our numbers dropped because we changed our focus to people in Southern Ontario that we can service. So, you know, the numbers dropped significantly, but the audience was a big improvement. So that's just sort of a, a mindset that you have to think about your marketing efforts and how you're going to tailor you know, your efforts to your audience, you know, if you have a customer persona with a certain age group or a certain income bracket. I think focusing your efforts on that persona in your regions where you have one or more offices would be my tip today. I don't know what you guys have experienced in terms of specific targeting or if you've had success with that. Yeah, we and we've been so specific nowadays. You can go by zip code, by neighborhood, right. those kind of things, and you really, you really kind of have to know who your target customers are, and um, you need to be specific. In our in our case, when our market is really the whole state of Texas, right. which is enormous both physically and population wise, you we tried to cover all thirty two million people or however many people are there. We would we would miss most of the ones, so we do have to be right. really specific. Right. And, and there's really great tools for that now, but it's um, it's not something that, that's going to just happen without yeah. some effort. Yeah. Some of the tools are kind of eerie in terms of how powerful Facebook is and, and the data they provide, um, but it's good value for the money. So tell us about your firm, Brian. Yeah. Um, I'm with Walters Gilbert. I'm the Walters part of it. We're a statewide Texas firm in the big, big uh, four cities in Texas, Dallas, Houston, Austin and San Antonio. Uh, we have uh, about 20 employees, about 15 of them are attorneys. We're very attorney heavy. We don't have a lot of support staff. It's one of the kind of unique things that we do. And um, we're in the process now of growing into the into the Dallas market as our next, uh, next big challenge. We already have an office up there and we have some staff, but it's the largest market in the state. So and Dallas is booming right now. Yeah, it's a, just growing fast as, as can be. It's, it's really the Dallas-Fort Worth. In fact, it's the Metroplex is what they call it. Right. It's so gigantic. So, is that um, all serviced by one courthouse? No, there's four. And uh, they're each about 40 to 50 miles from each other. So there's a, a lot of driving involved in this. <laughs> almost need a helicopter. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big, big market. So uh, that's going to be our big challenge for this coming year. So for our listeners, what would your tip today be in terms of marketing? I'd spend a little bit of time um, with the two big monsters of, of search, which are Facebook and Google. And um, I would, there's a ton of great resources out there where people will you know, t tell you how to do Google AdWords or Facebook retargeting or whatever. But 
I've found if you just go to the source, they have their own information and you can even get some really uh, basic certifications that really help you to understand what's going on because we're probably either gonna, we're probably at some point gonna outsource at least some of this work right. and you really need to be able to know what you're talking about. You don't wanna just write a check every month to somebody who you know, may or may not be doing a great job. Um, and it's remarkably straightforward and uh, simple on the basic level. Now that you can get, you can probably get a four year degree on the, on the details of it. So this is interesting, we've talked about it before. So you, I think what you're talking about is pay-per-click and Google has sort of a, an education forum where you do s seminars or tests or intake. Correct. Uh, they have videos, I assume, that show you how to do it. Correct. And I think even if you look at what Google's doing, what they really are doing is pushing our businesses to their Google My Business. Right. They really, they want your paid clicks, but they're really going away from organic search. They're trying to give you the answers on the page. And, and Facebook has even more powerful tools, I think, because they have more information about who you are. So I found that, you know, fascinating that, you know, to run your own AdWords campaign, I always thought this was pretty sophisticated stuff and then leave it to the experts. And, you know, lawyers charge a fairly significant hourly rate. So to, so to do a self-taught program, but you've been quite effective at it, uh, and you find your own voice, and I guess you kind of customize your market because you know who your clients are. Right. I've, I mean, even though my hourly rate's high, I mean, our spend is well into the five figures a month, and so that adds up very quickly. Right. And so what I found for a lot of the providers of those services that you outsource to are, are very, they don't understand our target client right. and, and how would they they're not in our practice they're not answering our phones every day talking to people and knowing what they want and well, so the marketers they're not yeah exactly yeah. and so to really like you said drill down to really go after the high value clients in the places where they can actually hire you you really need to understand that really, really well. Um, Ryan, what kind of certificates are there? What kind of certification do you have? You can just, I, I just have the Google uh, pay-per-click, um, the medium level certification. The uh, the basic level was like, took me an hour. Medium level took like three hours. And wow. There's a higher level one. I don't think I'm ever going to do that, but that's, a, that's more of an <laughs> undertaking. But it really wasn't that bad because really what they're doing when they explain it to you makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And you actually, I actually have a lot of admiration for Google after going through it because they're they're not doing the short-sighted thing. They don't just give the click or the, or the position to the highest bidder, the one who's going to pay them the most per click. For example, they have a quality score, so they want it to be search to the consumer, right. not just take the money, which was I was surprised about because they can. I don't want Google, but I probably you know wanted to take the highest click. Right. Pay them. Yeah. yeah, that's not what they do. So yeah. you you know you 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 can hear people say you can just pay to be at the top of the 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 list of, of a Google search. That's actually not true um, if you don't have a good content behind it and good, yeah. good history. So it's interesting. Great tip. Thank you. Well, we've got somebody quiet over in beside me here, Brian Galbraith. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Tell us about your firm and uh, we're in uh, Barrie, Ontario, and Newmarket, Ontario, and we have uh, about thirteen lawyers that uh, I work with, and uh, we only do family law. Right. Yeah. So, what's your tip today for our listeners in terms of marketing? Well, I, I've I've been following, uh, listening to Brian, and and we're we're going to take the courses uh, at Google University as well, so that we can 
at least be educated consumers. Or you uh, can speak the language with your marketer. Exactly. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, one one because, thing. Sorry to interrupt because I've uh, I've outsourced this and so is Rich and we get these reports, which is mumble jumble to us. No I have not. Now the graphs look pretty, right? But <laughs> apart from that, that's probably. You know, the only number they're going to I care about is how much did I spend and how many customers came in. But in between page one and fourteen, there's a lot of other data that would be useful to understand. Right. Yeah. Well, and we're we're really trying to get to the right to the granular with that data. And right. now we just started last week actually trying to uh, line up the actual individuals who have retained us and be able to follow back and see which campaign uh, attracted them to the firm. Are you using CallRail to do that? Partly CallRail and just yeah. the, the Google Analytics as to right. who, who's contacting us and then our staff is saying, oh yeah, that person came in for a consultation and retained one of our lawyers. And or they so saw this billboard or whatever. The right, yeah. so then we're able to really judge what is working and doing that on a daily basis to, to figure out who you know what's working and, and try mm -hmm. to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. So for the listener out there, what's the big tip? What's the takeaway? Well, I, I agree with uh, what Rich said. You know, any anything you do to uh, raise your brand is going to be helpful, but you can't expect it just to, uh, you know, to take place an ad and the next day have a client. Uh, it takes a long time, and you have to be patient. Uh, and build awareness in the community of, of your firm. and uh, So, uh, you know... What so how can somebody build brand awareness? Well, just uh, any any kind of advertising is, is going to be helpful. Right. Our, our number one source is, uh, you know, pay-per-click Google right. and, uh, and Facebook, and then uh, referrals. So... We do a really, you know, try to do a really good job with our clients, and we survey our clients regularly to make sure they're happy. Word of mouth, right? And and then uh, then they're going to, uh, you know, doing a good job for your clients is uh, a marketing thing, right. because they're going to uh, yeah, do, give you testimonials. They're going to refer their friends and family. So the whole idea of raving fans, right? Absolutely, it's super important. You can't just rely on Google pay per click. Uh, to bring in the clients. Great tip. Well, those are our tips for today. Let's just go around the group and get some closing comments for people interested in marketing their professional services firm. Uh, you want to start, Rich? Sure. <clears throat> so, you know, I'd like to think there's some sort of magic bullet to doing this well, and I, I will never be the expert that I think you guys are or certainly becoming um, in terms of the Internet. Techniques. Um, I, I think about the long game. I think about building a brand, as, as Brian here was referring to, and um, taking great care of our existing clients and, and making sure that we're known to, to, to be a firm that does a good job. Um, that's not easy. It's, it's a day-by-day -day thing, and it's something that um, hopefully attorneys can be proud of at the end of the day, doing a good job and, and telling other people about it. Great, great tip. Thanks. Brian Walters? Um, Closing comments? Yeah, tips? I mean, I, I, I think Rich really has it right. It's it's a combination of things. I mean, you can get people to click all day long to your website, but if it's um, if you don't have good word of mouth or good re reviews online or you know, 
happy clients out there, it's going to be a lot less effective. It's a variety of things. That is probably as important tip as anything is client reviews yes. online. Statistically, the reports I'm seeing is customers go to those reviews, good and bad. Yep. And they want to see how you handle the bad ones. Yeah. You got to respond to them. They expect you to have some bad ones. If you have a perfect score, they're suspect, right? They right. think, okay, that can't be. Uh, I think the sweet spot, from what I read, is around four point three. Is you know a nice score to have, but clients want to see the good and the bad. But I agree. We've in fact um, dedicated uh, one employee twenty hours a week to obtaining client reviews. Are you using broadly to do that? Yes, yeah. yes we are. Um, we've obtained 38 of them in the past four weeks. Wow. Um, just just from the, that person's efforts. So it's, it's incredible. I, and that is going to be, that these are Google My Business reviews. Um, right. I spent a lot of time getting AVA reviews in like 2012 and 13, which is essentially a wasted effort now. I, I think Google will be around a lot longer than AVA my suspicion. And so I feel like that's talking about the long game, those reviews are, you know, going to be on the internet for 50 years. We're still in business. I, I tried something similar where I dedicated one person to do um, the reviews and she had to make 50 requests to get one review. Um, and she's following up with clients. So Maybe we can be doing better service. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, it's a lot of work. People, yeah. I mean, especially in a family law field, nobody really wants to put their name out there. Right, as, right. Hey, I just got divorced. Yeah, they great. don't want to be the poster child. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. And it's timing. You've got to get them just yep. when they're wanting to do it and willing to do it. Right after a good result. Or, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a real science. Brian Gilbreth, closing comments? Uh, well, one thing that... Uh, we haven't talked about websites, but a lot of people use websites as just a, a business, like a business card. It, it essentially has their uh, contact information and uh, some sort of uh, profile of themselves and how wonderful they are. And, and that's not what clients want. They need to have a, a information that solves whatever their problem is that they're right. looking for. And so people, it's, it's a good investment to spend time on building out your website with with a lot of those answers and uh because the classic lawyer love website and we, you know we all see these it's a big picture of the lawyer talking about how special he or she is and not connecting at all right with the client. right and uh you know people worry well am i giving away my information and and yeah absolutely you are but then the clients realize that you're an expert and they're going to come knocking on your door when they when they need some help. So it's so your a good advice investment. is answer those questions for free. Put it out there. Put it on whatever the, the client, whatever their fears are, their yeah. worries are. Try to address those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great tip. One thing uh, I would say about the websites and Google My Business really wants to keep you on the Google site, right? So you may build a great website. The person searching may never leave Google My Business. They might not even click on your website. They might just get the contact phone number there, the map. So you've got this great site, but Google's keeping everybody on their page. So I guess my final concluding comments would be, if you have a Google Business, Google My Business profile, uh, make sure you fill all the boxes in, complete it, update it, put pictures up there. If you do not have a Google My Business profile, get one. 
Right. Uh, this is certainly uh, a lot of energy at Google is being put into this mechanism. They had shut down Google, Google Plus, which they tried to run and compete with Facebook. That didn't really succeed. Uh, so I think Google My Business is really the way, the future of search. Um, so if you're out there listening, I think I'd spend more resources on Google My Business than my website, simply because the, it's likely the person searching isn't going to leave that site. I agree, 100%. Yeah. So thanks, guys. This is some great tips for our listeners. It's a, sort of a special edition of our podcast. I want to thank you all for contributing this morning. I kind of threw this on you at the last minute, but I think those are great tips. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Family Law Now podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and family.